Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, Episode 1926. The Best Worst Advice on Helping Kids Learn to Help Themselves by Rachel Stafford of HandsFreeMama.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to ORD with me, your host and narrator, Greg Audino. As we do each Thursday and Friday, I've got another parenting post for you today from one of our newest contributors, Rachel Stafford. I'm excited to share more of her work for you, so let's get right into this one and optimize your life. The Best Worst Advice on Helping Kids Learn to Help Themselves by Rachel Stafford of HandsFreeMama.com. This summer, I got the best worst advice for helping teens become more autonomous, meaning they learn to help themselves. Best worst advice? How can it be both, you ask? I'd love to explain, and find out I am not alone in this. See, it all started at the summer orientation hosted by my daughter's college back in June. I was seated in an auditorium with 200 parents eager to learn the ins and outs of supporting their first-time college student. The faculty advisor addressing us really got our attention with the following suggestion. When your college freshman texts you with the problem they're having, I suggest you don't respond right away. Yikes. We'd been warned that what we were about to hear would be uncomfortable, but for someone formerly addicted to helping, that suggestion fell into the category of agonizing. Even though I wanted to put my fingers in my ears and sing, la la la, I can't hear you, I listened to the logic behind the advice, which was, in that space between the young adult vocalizing the problem and the parent response, is time for them to problem solve for themselves. Okay, so I understood the rationale, but this strategy for cultivating autonomy in our budding young adult felt more than uncomfortable to me. It felt wrong. The more the college advisor elaborated on it, the deeper I dug in my heels. This is the worst advice, I silently scoffed. I will not do that. Well, past experience tells me that whenever I have a strong internal reaction like that, it means something has struck a chord, and it would serve me well to investigate why. Luckily, these summer months gave me plenty of chances to wrestle with this idea, Out of the bazillion pieces of information relayed to parents during orientation, I thought about the dreaded delayed response, DDR, the most, especially when my daughter told me about a problem she was having. I simply couldn't imagine being silent on purpose in her time of need. And then something happened. My plan to accompany my daughter to the long-course swimming state championships at the end of July was ruined by COVID. 
I got sick, really sick. I would not be navigating roads, rooming with her, or doing anything an enthusiastic swim mom loves to do. My daughter would be doing this without me. I regrettably broke the news to Natalie over the phone from my basement bunker and headed back to bed. While I slept most of the day, she arranged for a friend to accompany her on the long drive. She mapped out a route that avoided one of the busiest interstates in the country. The next day, she successfully checked into her hotel room and went out of her comfort zone to dine with fellow swim recruits who were going to her same college. When my daughter returned four days later, she gave me a detailed report of her adventure. She described a few things that had gone wrong and a lot of things that had gone right. I immediately noticed a new confidence and enthusiasm about the future. As if reading my mind, she explained, I think I chose the right college for me, a place where I can belong. For some reason, Natalie's statement brought to mind the words of the athletic director who spoke to the parents of athletes shortly after the dreaded suggestion was given to the entire group. Hearing it said again, but in a different way, was actually really helpful, and I'd completely forgotten. The athletic director said, Instead of turning to you when your child has a problem, we want them to learn to turn to their community here and the resources here. You can best support them by directing them to do just that. Suddenly, I had an image of fourth grade Natalie holding a fellow classmate securely on her lap during a movie. I hadn't been there, but I was able to envision it given what the child's parents said. The mother wrote, Please tell Natalie thank you for me. I was tucking my child in bed, and she told me Natalie was the only one in class that let my daughter sit in her lap. She is our cuddly and nurturing child, who feels safer when tucked in a lap, even at 10 years old. She said that Natalie held her for the entire movie, and that it was the best day because of that one thing. I'm sure that mother never imagined that this image of two girls creating community right where they were would be the image I needed now, almost 10 years after the fact. This notion of reaching out to the resources and helpers in one's proximity is a vital skill that I want to reinforce when my daughter turns to me with a problem. The truth is, I love to be needed, perhaps to a fault. I've done enough soul shift work to know that it is because, for so long, I tied my sense of worth to helping others. But with this self-awareness, I can check myself and remember that the goal is this. For my child, who is a budding young adult, to gain the independence, ability, and confidence to help herself. Will that look like delaying my responses to her text messages? Given that she's been at college for a week now, and I excitedly answer every text as soon as I see it, probably not. But responding and rescuing are not the same thing, at least not when ego is in check. Now, back to the best-slash-worst terminology I used to begin the story. I use worst because I don't believe blanket statements belong in sentences about how people should respond when a loved one turns to them with a problem. One, because no two humans are the same, and what may foster autonomy in one young adult might exacerbate stress in another. And two, nuance is important when determining which situations might call for stepping back and which ones call for stepping in, and there are no absolutes until it happens. But I also use best because the advice caused me to think about how my need to be needed can hinder my child's ability to seek solutions and learn to make her own decisions. If I detect my motivation to give guidance is to feel worthy, then I'm no longer helping my child. I'm helping myself. 
Keeping in mind the goal is for kids to develop their own autonomy as individuals is so important, but so is recognizing that process will differ from one family to the next. Research shows that in general, parents can promote autonomy by actively redefining the parent-student relationship, encouraging responsibility, and relinquishing unnecessary control. How that looks in your family will look different than mine. But when it comes down to it, I think there's a universal hope for our budding young adults. That wherever they are, there will be a safe lap for them to crawl into. And that they won't hesitate to become one for someone else. You just listened to the post titled, The Best Worst Advice on Helping Kids Learn to Help Themselves, by Rachel Stafford of handsfreemama.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. And thanks a lot to Rachel for this one. It was interesting to hear about her response to DDR, as she put it, initially meeting this advice with resistance, as of course she wanted to be a consistent source of support in her daughter's life, which I think many parents can relate to. Yet. As she witnesses her daughter finding resilience and resources in her immediate community and starts to see the benefits of it, we have a unique takeaway. Building autonomy is not a uniform process. It's a balance of aiding and stepping back, allowing your child to create their own ideas and approach to independence. And many times, as we also saw in this article, it's the result of experiences beyond our control like Rachel's daughter's solo trip. So, I think that for parents and non-parents, it's just a really well-rounded write-up about how autonomy and independence are created, as they can stem from many different sources and are likely to come with growing pains at the beginning, for parents and kids alike. But that brings us to the end for today, everyone. Another parenting post in the books, and I thank you so much for staying with me and listening through the end. You've taken a step forward in your parenting journey today, without question. So have a great rest of your day and be sure to come on back tomorrow for the Saturday show where your optimal life awaits.